The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Starts with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Once again, let me welcome you personally to Leadership Stars, where real leaders in network distribution entrepreneurship and government who have boldly and unapologetically stepped into leadership will be interviewed on their journey and will share their views on all aspects of creating and leading powerful teams, even if it is a team of one right now. I'm your host, Linda Patton. I am an international speaker and an international best-selling author, as well as the creator of the book and program, The Art of Hurting Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. Hurting Cats comes from my journey of stepping out and stepping in and owning my leadership, and it teaches you the 12 key steps of leadership. Through Hurting Cats, I guide leaders to uncover core strengths, to inspire with shared vision, and to realize their true expertise. Personally, I've been successfully developing leaders for over 40 years in the military, in corporate organizations, and for the last five years with Dare to Dream, independently as a coach, mentor, and guide. So let me ask you a few questions. Did you know that there was a phobia defined for being afraid to speak, both in public as well as in general? That word is glossophobia, or simply speech anxiety. And it is the fear of public speaking or of just speaking in general. This could be just talking to strangers at a networking event. It is also the number one fear humans face. Yes, believe it or not, this fear is even greater than the fear of death. How would you like a quick method to overcome your nerves, whether as a speaker or a performer? How do you strategically pick speaking opportunities to create the best of your vision that you have imagined for your business? Well, today I have the expert in speaking, and that's Julia Glide. And she's actually known here in the Bay Area as a premier speaker trainer for business builders. She's created a program called On Stage Community Live and for online speakers as well, and has taught hundreds of even the shyest women to comfortably and confidently speak their way to more clients. She's the perfect host for these community events, and she brings women entrepreneurs together for networking, sharing, and to build their business, and to get a chance to practice speaking to others. So let's give her a big warm welcome from Leadership Stars. Julia, it's good to have you. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Well, you are the perfect person to talk about this particular topic. And I, I, I love the fact, I mean, I've met you many years ago when you were really just getting started and you still brought such a bright, shining spirit to speaking that it was like, how can I not do this? <laughs> Thank you. It's so much fun. It wasn't always fun, though, to be honest with you. I was a very shy teenage girl, did not like standing up and speaking in front of people. So it's been a journey, but now now it's just awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, Julia, first, let, tell the audience just a little bit more about you and that journey that you took to getting to be the premier speaker trainer. Awesome. I'd be happy to. Uh, this is it's actually super important for anybody wanting to speak is to be able to share their story, and so I, I encourage that always. And my story, just in a nutshell, is yeah, I've been in the entertainment industry my, most of my adult life. Started at 13 years old, before I was an adult, as a stunt rider on horseback and trick roper. So I just I loved entertaining. But in those fields, I didn't have to open my mouth. I just had to hang upside down off a horse and drag around <laughs> the rodeo arena, you know, something way less scary than public speaking. Uh, but what happened is over time, I really had a love of singing. So I wanted to sing, and I, I started getting more comfortable on stage. I started singing, and I had a band that I put together and recorded CDs and toured. And I got more and more comfortable being on stage. And then I transitioned into a host with a, a big California casino, and they asked me to host all their big events, jump on stage and introduce all the Hollywood and Nashville stars to stage and interact with the audience. And then also be their representation on television and radio. And that's where I really started developing my skills to wow. be interactive that's and talk and all that. Yeah. So cool. So, okay, so, so really Julia, yeah. go ahead. I was going to finish the story is that, so I was in entertainment for that whole time. And then I, the recession hit and the casino decided to hire within. And I was a subcontract um, person, subcontracted. And I was out of work, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I spent like three years just trying different things, trying to decide what I want to do, and I decided to launch this business because I realized there was a need. Women had a need of being able to speak comfortably and confidently from stage or at networking events so they could promote and build their business, and it just birthed a, a business three and a half years ago, and I haven't looked back. That's just so awesome, Julia. You have such a, uh, an interesting background. Why speaking coach, especially to the shy, the retiring, the reluctant speaker? Why is that so important for you? You know, I think that's because I, I feel like I've kind of figured out my life purpose and, you know, through this, through what I've been doing. And I have an ability to see the potential in somebody else, even if they're shy and reluctant and quiet. And then help them see it in their self, help them see their natural talents and abilities and bring those out and then help them get out and share it with the world. So there's a transition that happens for the women I work with is that they, they go from not thinking they can do something and they're reluctant because they don't have a confidence in it. But once I point out their brilliance and I really help that shine, they just take on this whole different uh, confidence and personality and then they're so happy. So I think that just it's just like it's so thrilling for me to take the person who just doesn't think they can do it and show them that they can and then watch them thrive. It's it's awesome. Uh, I know what you mean, Julia. You know, I work with reluctant leaders, women who hide behind the curtain, 
hide behind a wall and even hide behind someone else um, rather than step out and own their leadership. And a lot of times what they say to me is, well, I just don't know how. You know, I'd like to do it, but I don't know how. And, and you know, I, I don't know that there's uh, a set of skills that I can learn. Uh, isn't this something that you're born with? So what might you say to individuals who say, you know, I'm not born to, I don't have the talent to speak in front of groups of people or really even well among people? Yeah, that's a great question. And the truth is when I tell the ladies that come to me or in my marketing when I'm speaking and sharing is that the truth is speaking is a skill. It's a skill. You aren't just born able to speak well. You know, you, you learn it. Maybe some people are more prone to feeling comfortable speaking, but it doesn't mean they're actually just good at it. You know, it's a skill. It takes skill and preparedness, and there, there are things that you should be including in your speaking and things that you should eliminate, and all that is learned. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I, I started speaking at 7. Um, I was in an impromptu um, drama class and we had to memorize a poem for Christmas and we did a Christmas program and I remember my parents being there uh, with my grandmother and you know, I did my poem, I got to the last two lines and I forgot the last two lines. But you know you have that teleprompter on the side, that wonderful woman who you know gives you the first two words and off I went and I finished it, got a standing ovation and then I went back and my mom and dad were you know very effusive and they were just so thrilled that I had done it and I'd done it well and my grandmother comes up to me and she goes you know Linda you probably shouldn't talk in front of large groups of people you're not really very good at that and that statement alone drove me away from speaking in front of groups of people and really saying oh gee I can't do that and if I did speak I was so nervous that the words didn't come out or they came out you know garbled or or whatever it might be so one of the things that you, you work with women on is how to overcome their nerves in speaking. What actually do you do with them? Yeah, and that's a great question, too, because a lot of people really are just like that. They get very nervous, and they just don't do it. it kind of, the feeling reminds me of standing in line for a big roller coaster ride, and you're getting closer to the front of the line, and you hear people screaming and yelling. It's like, ah, oh, you know, that energy and excitement. And that is really the same energy that we have when we go to stand on stage or stand up in front of people. It's just this adrenaline. So the first thing I tell women that I work with is that it's normal. It's normal, and it actually makes you a better, you know, I was a performer, and, and they would say, if you didn't get a little, if you didn't get butterflies before you stepped on stage to perform with a band, then your performance would be, it wouldn't be energized. It wouldn't be, you know, it just wouldn't have the same drive. And I, I believe that's true with standing up in front of people, it's okay to have that feeling. But here's, so you're like, okay, I have that feeling. Great, I've got that. But how do you not let it affect the way you talk? You know, some people's voice gets quivery or they run out of breath or they just start going downhill and they feel their whole energy change. And the number one thing I tell everybody, and this is how I train from the very first day people come to my classes, is we have fun. When you can take when you can just in your head, because everything's like, you know, psychology is managing your thoughts and managing from the way you think will help control the way you feel. And what I do is let's just make it fun, have fun, stand up, 
make people laugh if you can. Break the ice. Be you. Be real. And if you can change that thinking from I have to stand up and press, impress people to I'm going to stand up and share and connect with people and you make it more about them than you, your nerves will just automatically go away. That is my biggest tip is just have fun, turn it around to be more interested in the people you're talking to and, and getting the feedback from them than you thinking you have to stand up there and impress people. So it really can change. It, it starts in your head. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I know that, you know, that whole um, your thoughts can uh, you know, elicit feelings and then from the feelings you take uh, action and then from the action you get results. And as you know, you know, oftentimes we say, well, I'll just change how I do this and I'll get a different result. And you're right. If you don't change the thoughts, you don't change how you think about speaking, then those feelings will never change. And so no matter what you do with the action, and the, you won't get the results that you're looking for. I also love the fact that you know, turning it into something fun and just a sharing of your your story, the sharing of your wisdom, the sharing of what you know about your business, and recognizing that you're doing a service to the people in the audience. And then if you don't do it well, you're actually doing a disservice to them. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think we're, we're also critical, you know, mm. self-critical. We think oh, everything has to be perfect, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Really, what people, there's a, a phrase that I love or quote, and I don't know who said this, but it says, people remember more how you make them feel than what you say. So it's not even really about saying the right things. It's about just making sure that people feel good that you're there, that you're sharing from your heart, you're being authentic, you're being real. Yes, speaking is a skill. So I say to take it to the next level, you definitely need some training and some coaching so that you can get up there and say things that are effective, especially if you want to make money speaking. But the reality is if you get up there and say everything perfect but people don't feel anything, it's not effective either. So it's really about remembering, you know, people remember more, the way you make them feel than what you say. And that's really important. Oh, and I think that's so very true that, you know, it, it's, it is that heart-based message and, and coming from your heart as opposed to your head. It's not memorizing the presentation and just regurgitating, but it's actually getting into your heart and, and really being vulnerable and showing um, folks that you're not perfect. That as yeah. one of my earlier guests and favorite friend and wonderful coach Ann Evanston said, you know, be a 10, set the bar up and be a 10 again. So it's not about being perfect. And in fact, I think when you are perfect or at least strive for that one, you'll probably not reach it. And two, if you do, you're probably not in your heart. You're not really being vulnerable for your audience. And I think that's really, really critical. And Julia, answer me this question. What audience doesn't want to see a speaker do well? What audience is not with the speaker when they get up on stage and feeling that same anxiety and nerves and that kind of thing and really supporting them from their chairs? Is there such an audience? Gosh, I don't think so. You know what? It's interesting you ask that question because the uh, one of the gals, I have a private Facebook group where I, I challenge my clients to make you know like Facebook live videos and just practice showing up and speaking. One of the gals said, she got on there and she said, I have a question for you. She said, the other day I stood up at a networking event 
and I got a chance to share about what I was doing. And she's brand new, so she's barely been in any training. And she said, it just, it didn't feel effective. It just felt flat, and I felt so embarrassed, and I was nervous. Will this get any better? And I said, absolutely, it'll get better, you know. And you, usually we are so much more critical of ourselves. Audiences are not normally standing there going, okay, show us what you've got. You know, they, they want you to do well because it's to their benefit as well. If you're doing a good job, they benefit from the feedback. So, yeah, I don't think audiences are sitting there being critical waiting for, an, uh, for somebody to fail ever. And one of the things I wanted to point out, Linda, is, so I told this gal, you know, when I responded to her question, and I said, because she said, you make it look so easy. And I said, well, mm -hmm. I'm glad that I make it look easy. You know, I have a lot of practice, but just know that I, too, get nervous anytime I'm going to stand in front of people. So it's not that the nerves will completely go away. It's just that you'll use that energy and then use it to, to reach out to your audience and interact. So you... I actually think of the fact that I use a lot of hand gestures and movement when I'm on stage. It kind of burns up the energy instead of just standing there and sharing. I like to get my whole body into my presentation because it just, it just feels so much better. You know, you're burning up that nervous energy. So anyway, yeah, I know, Julie, Julie, and that was something I was taught when I went into corporate training was, you know, don't stick your hands in your pockets don't, um, you know, just hold them in front of you and that kind of thing, that what happens then is the energy goes down and into the ground and not out to your audience. And those hand gestures and those movements can really um, enliven and, and, and get that feeling out into your audience as well. And you're right, it, it dissipates some of that nervous energy that you have. Um, and I think that's equally as important uh, and the other thing they, they, they said, although it, doing it for eight hours is kind of a challenge, is to treat each speaking engagement almost like um, a tennis match. You know how tennis players kind of rock back and forth as they're waiting for that ball to come towards them. So to be in motion, and again, that, that dissipates some of that nervous energy that you have. So Julia, when we get back, we're going to talk about where speaking fits in the vision of an entrepreneur and why it's important to have a speech. So with that, let's take just a really quick break. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead dream and create what inspires them her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power build your resources plan your path and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality start by scheduling a free no obligation 30-minute strategy session with linda Patton. contact her at linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel. 
a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Okay, welcome back. And I'm here with my guest, Julia Glide, and we're doing just a phenomenal job of talking about speaking, how to do it confidently, and to use the nerves that you have just before you get on stage to really be in your heart and be vulnerable with the people that you're speaking to. And so, Julia, uh, we talked just briefly on the break um, about speaking and how does it fit into, first, leadership, and then, two, specifically the vision the individual has? So, two-part question. Yeah, okay. Let's see if I can answer. So, the first part, how does it fit into leadership, right? Um, Yes. So, here, this is what I think. When you stand up and speak, when you are out front sharing, you automatically become an influencer. You automatically have more visibility, and you automatically become a leader. People are drawn to those who stand up and speak. I remember uh, three and a half years ago when I was deciding what I wanted to do, and I went to a couple networking events, and they had people stand up and speak and teach and train, and I said, oh, I can do that. You know, I can do that. And I remember approaching a few of the presenters saying, this is what I want to do. And I, I remember two of them specifically, and they said, well, I think you should do it. And I said, okay, great. You know, I have no idea how. I didn't even know what to do or how to make that work. Then I launched my business, and it became a natural thing for me to go out and start speaking about speaking, how to develop a talk, how to make money doing it. It just worked. It, it just, like, I had it in me. I just didn't really know how to get started. But once I got started, it was, it was great. So that's the first thing is that for leadership, really to lead people, to lead teams, to build the community, to lead your own clients, it's crucial to be able to speak and to stand up and be a confident speaker makes you more of a confident leader. So that's the first part. The second part was how does it fit into your vision? Is that what you said? Yeah, if, a, if uh, an entrepreneur or uh, even someone in corporate or government is thinking about you know, their vision for this year, I mean, this is January. Everyone sets re- uh, resolutions Good. and dreams and wishes, and I, I teach them to set a vision, something that's more grounded in all five senses than just a quick, um, you know, I have a money goal for this year, and, and that's all I'm working on. How would, in a full-blown vision for the year, would speaking fit? Yeah, that's awesome. So we do that in our programs as well, as different levels of programs. And when we get past the basics and they start getting their speeches together, and then they start, we really start looking at how does this affect your overall business plan for the year. I really have my clients look at how many speaking gigs would it take to get in front of enough people to get the amount of clients you need. And that's kind of a big formula, but that's it. Like how many speaking gigs do you need in front of how many people to get the amount of clients you need to hit your, your financial goals. So I always tell my clients, as you're creating your goals for the year, 
decide how many speaking gigs you would want to do. And it doesn't take that many. That's what's amazing. I've built my whole business. I've had hundreds of clients already, and I'm only three and a half years in. I have this big community that continues to build, and I only do one, sometimes two speaking gigs a month. So it's not like you have to be out speaking all the time. You just need to know. You just need a few. And the real important part of where the money comes in is your follow-up and how when you speak in front of an audience, what you do to get those people to take a step with you. That's where, that's where I teach. You know, that's really important. So when you're making your vision, just say, how many people do I need to be in front of? How many speaking gigs do I want to get? And how am I going to get those? And that, that's where it fits in the whole overall plan. It's part of your plan. So, audience, did you hear what she said? She said two very, very key things. One is, when you're planning your year, you're planning your vision and it includes speaking, to strategically select those speaking opportunities so that they move your vision forward and they help you to achieve that goal and, and that the money goal, the uh, how much do I need to get out of each speaking engagement really relies a lot on how you follow up with the people in the audience. And uh, Julia, I think one of the other key things that you mentioned was relationship building, you talked about entrepreneurs having to speak in front of groups of people, but they also have to speak in front of their team or even individually within their team. And one of the things that I, I see, at least in network distribution often, is that that relationship is very shallow. And what you're more concerned about is what products did you buy this week? What have you done for me? as far as the business is concerned, rather than concentrating on the individual to whom you're speaking and really getting to know them so that they're willing to pick up their fo- the phone when you called. In fact, they're excited to talk to you on the phone because it's become a relationship and not a what have you done for me today uh, kind of conversation. Uh, would you like to comment on that? Yeah, I think it's super important. I always say, yeah, that is not probably great. It's kind of accepted these days. Yes, I would like to talk about <laughs> that. The, the thing that I do really well, and this is part of community building, community building, which is also, like you said, team building. It applies mm-hmm. across the board. I have my live trainings and my coaching calls, but I don't just depend on those times to be with my clients. I have a private secret Facebook group where I put all my community members in and I put out their ongoing challenges. Okay, this week, here are some questions I want you to answer and try to do it on Facebook Live. Or I jump on on Facebook Live and I interact and answer questions that people have asked me so that I'm there in front of them all the time. And, and not all, it's not just a one-way conversation where I'm always in front of them, but I'm encouraging them, hey, who's going to answer these questions? Who's going to take this challenge? And then I put... I not only put the challenge, but I actually put a reward at the end of the month where everybody participates, and then every time they take a challenge, their name goes into a drawing. At the end of the month, somebody wins a private session with me. So there's, you know, there's a reward for doing it, but it's really to keep the conversation going on a daily mm-hmm. basis throughout the week while we're waiting to get together. So for team members, it's really important to be, to be. Um, really diving in and what is the word I'm looking for, just to really interact and engage with your 
clients or your team and get to know them. It's all about them. It's, it's not about what have you done for me. It's like, what can I do for you? How can I make your experience better? What, what, where are you struggling and how can I help? And I love, that's my favorite part is the interaction with the clients. Julie, I love the fact that you set challenges for the people in your community. I think that's just amazing because, again, it, gets, it, it helps them to interact with each other, but it also helps them to interact with the material and get a chance to practice and, and do some other fun stuff. And you do my favorite step, which is step 12, which is celebrate. So at the end of the challenge, it sounds like they get rewards and, and you celebrate them in the, in the community group and that kind of thing. And I think that also sets up a real positive environment to you know, help people to make change and, and to really drive to achieve um, in in speaking. So with that, why? Okay, you, you teach them uh, to create a signature speech, something that they're known for and that's relatively easy to sort of pull out of your pocket should you need to stand up in front of a group of people on the spur of the moment or even if you've scheduled one. So why the signature speech? Why is that so important? Yeah, you know, and the signature speech or signature talk, I, I kind of like to call it a signature talk. I know it mm-hmm. is a signature speech, and I say both because really a speech, the old way of speaking where you stand up and, I, and I'm going to give this presentation and I want everybody to listen to me, that kind of talk is really not the way it is anymore. The most successful speakers are really talking to an audience. They're engaging. So I like to call it a signature talk. So whether it's a signature speech, signature talk, same thing. It's very important because it is the one thing that sets you apart from every single person. Nobody on the planet has your exact story of transformation. You know, if you're somebody helping people, you've probably been through, most likely you've been through something and you can help others. There's nobody else in the world, and that's a lot. I mean, that's amazing. Nobody else in the entire world has the same exact signature talk as you because nobody has your story. So when it comes to being a speaker and being out and, and going out and talking, that signature talk is what sets you apart from everybody, and that's pretty powerful. Absolutely. Julia, I do have a question for you around that, though. Um, I recently did a presentation with a group of people, and one of the things in there – um, suggestions was please don't tell us a sad story to begin with. Don't tell us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your death story or close to death or illness or whatever. You know, give us some kind of an upbeat story to begin with. Yet, if that's you know how you started your journey, how do you turn your journey from being a downer to really being more inspirational? That's great, and that that is interesting that they told you that yeah. they would say to do that. Never heard of that before, but it's okay. And your story, this is something that's very important. I go out and do a lot of speaking where it's a quick 20-minute presentation at a luncheon or a networking or 20, 30 minutes max, right? So you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time. I, I, my story has some dark parts in it, but I don't, I don't always share that. It depends on how long I have. If I'm just at a networking event teaching people how to say what they do in 10 words or less, which is a popular mm-hmm. presentation I give, I just give them the, the kind of a 20,000-foot view of my story, like I just told you and your listeners at the beginning. I shared my transition story, but you didn't hear the sad part about going through a divorce and being depressed and, you know, contemplating my own life and should I continue or is this all there is. I didn't tell you all that because it didn't feel appropriate in the setting to share that depth 
in my story. So I think that makes a big difference, and that is just really being aware of your audience, what, what the results you're going for in there. It's not necessary to tell all the details of your story. It's just to share that transformation so people go, oh, okay, she went through transformation. For me, it's like I went through three years of not knowing what I want to do. Now, that's not sad, but it was sad if you knew all the details of how desperate I felt and how bad I felt. I didn't share that today because it wasn't important. So I think mm -hmm. that it's really important to pay attention to your audience, how much time you're speaking, and if it's really necessary to go into all the details. And I say it's usually not. It's not necessary to go into that kind of detail to get your point across. But your story is still unique. Terrific. Yeah, I, thank you. I so appreciate the fact that, you know, you've got it. It's in your story. If you've got a longer period of time or, or it seems appropriate to the audience, by all means, share it. Otherwise, share the transformation or the transcendence into yeah. what you're doing currently. Because I, can, I remember watching people go across the stage in network distribution and going, you know, I guess if I don't live in a box or my car and I don't have that kind of a desperation story, I'll never be successful. Because I think that's oftentimes what mm. happens, especially if you hear it over and over and over again. Would you agree? Yes, and it is not necessary. You know, I think that everybody definitely has their, if you've lived over, the, if you're over the age of 30, you've probably had some, you know, transitions and some stuff that was really difficult. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I just, you know, they just want to see that I've been there, I get what you're going through, and I can help you. That's all that matters. And it doesn't mean, yes, I've been there living in my car. You know, that's <laughs> not necessary to be able to relate to somebody. Just knowing that, oh, gosh, you lived in your car. Well, I went through a time of life where I felt, you know, really hopeless or whatever. So I get it. I get what you're going through and just help them move forward. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's not necessary. Exactly. I, I, I think oftentimes that it, it just becomes something that they've memorized as opposed to something that they're really sharing from the heart and sharing the transformation um, from the heart. So let me ask you this question. You answered the question, you know, how do you make money? Um, and that you said that was in the follow-up. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about how you make money speaking? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This is a big thing. So when women come to me to speak, most my expertise is helping women who are in business doing whatever they do, selling products or services, and they want more clients. That is the main thing. They say, I want more clients. I want more success. I want to reach higher levels of financial gain. How do I do that? And these are my clients because there are other people who come to me and say, I want to be a paid motivational speaker. That's not the people I help. That is this is just a whole different ballgame. The women I help are just, they love what they do. They love their business. They don't want to go out and be a motivational speaker necessarily. They just want to speak and build their business. So this is a, a really great way to build a business. And like I said, it's so easy to do. Like I spoke last week for a small networking group. I think there were 33 people in the room and half were male and my clients are female, but they still appreciate the exercise and I have a lot of fun interacting with them. And at the end of my presentation, I pass out a, I say, let's, it's called a let's, let's Stay Connected form, and I have a couple options on there, and I say, if you'd like to stay connected with me, fill out this form, check the things that apply, and I'll, and I'll reach out to you, and we'll chat about how we can, you know, if I can help you, if this is a good thing for your business, it's complimentary, let's do it. 
So they'll check the things that are interesting, and they're interested in it, and they hand it back, and then I immediately follow up. Hey, do you want to set up a one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want a free ticket to one of my classes so you can just get in and see what it is we do? So many people take me up on those offers, and from those phone calls or from that exposure in my class, they're usually a lot of people are like, if they can afford to move forward, and it's not a lot of money, but if, if it's in their budget and they can do it, they'll say, okay, let's get started, and they'll start working with me. That's how you make money speaking in the way that I teach. To be a motivational speaker, like I said, that is more of you could get an agent and have them represent you. You still need the skills. You need to be well-trained and well-developed to be a motivational speaker to get paid. That's just not the avenue that I take in. If there's more need in the avenue that I'm running, so I went with where there's more need and how I can help more people. So it's it sort of like sounds like uh, there's a difference between being a motivational speaker or being inspiring and having a great story, and yet and actually speaking to quote sell whether that means giving an offer from the stage or you know having them come to the back of the room and to talk to you about um, you know how to continue how to move forward with you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I'd just like to remind you that if you have a question for Julia or myself, we'd love to answer it here on the show. And if you call in at 866-613-1612, we can get that question answered for you. And thank you for listening. Um, Julia, we um, uh, one, the question that I asked before the break was regarding um, being an inspirational speaker um, and a speaker who sells. And part of that is what's the difference when you're on stage and you can't make an offer and other 
stages where you can make an offer. How do you how do you change up sort of that close out? Right. Well, this is the thing. Since I speak to build my business, if I am not allowed to make an offer or even I actually Linda, I normally don't sell Mm-hmm. a product from stage. When I'm out only speaking for 20 minutes, what I want is the, the contact information from the interested party, the interested people. That is mm-hmm. more valuable to me than anything, is to have their contact information. I've done it before where I've sold from stage, you know, a low price ticket into a class to get started. But what I found is more effective is to get people excited about what is possible for them get them to check off that little form and say, yes, I'm interested in doing something. I am not sure what, you know, maybe interested in this, maybe interested in this. It's like what I call, I love to write this down to all your callers, write this down, easy yes offer, which is how can I make it easy for them to just take that one step closer to working with me or to joining my community or to saying yes to themselves about speaking. So I've learned that no matter what, I don't actually have them pull out their credit cards when I'm in a speaking environment like that. I just want that contact information and their interest level. And then I have a little thing that I do where I get a lot of the forms back is I actually do a giveaway at the end. I say, give, you know, fill out those forms and hand them back and I'm going to give away and I'll either give away a half hour private coaching with me to try it out or something like that. And boy, people give those forms back filled out and ready and I let them know, hey, Filling this out, I'm going to add you to my email list. You can opt out if you want. You know, it will hurt my feelings, but don't worry about it. I will add you to my list, but I will also follow up with you about your interest level. And some people will check all three things. Like, I'm interested in everything. And then I reach out to them, and those become really good clients. So my to answer that question is kind of a long way to do it. I will not speak somewhere if I cannot at least get a connection form back from people. Because to me, it would be a waste of my time. I don't mm-hmm. need more, pub- I mean, I don't want to say it like that. But I remember being with my band and they say, you guys want to play for publicity? And I'm like, no, actually, we'd really like to pay for pay. We'd like to play for pay, you know. Right. We, we can't eat on publicity. So it depends on the, you know, if it's a really big conference and you're, there's a ton of media around it, well, then, of course, it would be worth speaking without an offer. But when with what I'm doing and what I teach, I say if you cannot at least make an offer to stay connected, then you have to really evaluate if it's a, if it's a worthwhile, if it's worth your time. Right. I'd so agree. So literally there are, there are two reasons. Um, one is to build your list, which is probably the primary reason, and then the second yeah. would be to sell something, uh, and depending upon what the organization is willing to offer you. So how do you get these speaking engagements how do you ah. really become, I don't want to say popular, but how do you get the number of speaking engagements that you need in order to obtain your vision for the year? That is a great question. A lot of people say, how do I get more speaking gigs? How do I get more speaking gigs? And most of the people who are asking that question are beginners and they just are not really ready. So here's what I say. Once you start speaking, once you get out there, once you do a good job, <clears throat> on the bottom of my handout form, you know, when I pass it off to the audience, there's a place for them to check if they would like me to come give a no-cost presentation to their group or to their organization. So I actually ask at the end of the speaking gig for other 
opportunities. And when I get those forms back, inevitably a couple of people, depending on the size of the audience, will give me, here, you should speak here, or I will connect you with these people, and then I reach out, and then they book me, and I keep speaking. So you just have to work it. It's marketing. You've got to be diligent with asking for an opportunity, and then when you do get an opportunity, you better be good. You know, you've got to be good. You've got to do a great job. Have your stuff together. Stand up with confidence and speak and engage and provide a lot of value to the audience. And if you do that, it just, it's a perpetual thing. It just keeps building. I just got an email yesterday from a realtor who found out from a realtor that I was going to speak for her group later this week down in, here in the Bay Area. And she said, could you speak for our group too? Here are some dates. But yes, of course I can. Great audience, so I will go speak. So it's, it's perpetual. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you've got to be good. You've got to get your first one or two, and that's probably the hardest. And then once you get your name out there, people will start asking you to speak. So, Julia, I heard a, a number of things in this. One is put it, put it on the bottom of your, your form that you, yes. you know, hand out to them and that you get back. Um, and that you have a clear call to action, which is you're asking to be referred to yeah. another organization that, that they think would benefit from the presentation that you gave. And then, of course, the, the key around all that, I think, is referral marketing. Um, and that's having the people who've heard you or people who are in your community and having them refer you to others because then it becomes a warm call as opposed to you call, yeah. cold calling associations and organizations and say, hey, I'd like to speak. Um, but actually having someone either from that organization or from that in recommend you and refer you to them is a really powerful way to get those speaking yes. engagements, right? Yes, it is. It yeah. sure is. Okay. It's one of the fastest, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that, again, that's building relationships. So even in your presentations, you're building relationship with those people in that audience. And, again, the best way to do that is to be vulnerable, to be in your heart and not in your head, and to show the fact that you really care about them through what you're sharing and the message that you have, as well as if you're teaching um, the, the pieces that you actually teach them in that 20-minute presentation. Um, so, Julia, what's the best way to use speaking to maximize your visibility? There are a couple things that are really important. You know, and this is one of the things. I have a studio. I just opened a new studio and added a video room because so many people have amazing messages that need to be out there, not just Wait, not just live, but also on video. You know, YouTube is huge. Facebook Live is huge. There's so many ways to use speaking to really maximize your visibility. So I am encouraging more and more for the women I'm teaching to film themselves, share their message, share value. Uh, one of my clients, she comes in every week now, and she records a couple short videos, and she puts them out on her website, and she sends them to her email list, and it's her sharing things from her work that will transform somebody's life in just, you know, a few minutes. That's so valuable. It, the best way to maximize your visibility speaking is live presentations and video. It's just, you do that, people can connect. For example, Linda, let me share this. This might make more sense. I was typing an email to my list, and yes, staying connected with your list is super important, and I always like to provide value. And I had this 
email I was typing, and it was getting really long. And I thought, all of a sudden I was compelled to just shoot the video instead of sending this long email. So I went into my video room, and I turned on the lights, and I turned on my camera, and I was holding the paper I printed out, and I said, this was going to be an email. But I felt that this story and this message would much serve you much better if I brought it to you via email. So that's going out actually tomorrow morning. And my whole list will have it, and they'll have this video message of me sharing. They're not going to just read it, but they're going to see me, hear me, listen to me on video, share this message, and it will just be so much more powerful. Wow. Yeah, video is the wave of the future, and it is probably one of the fastest growing uh, avenues for getting your message out. And as you know, Julia, I'm going to actually use your studio as well to film the 52 leadership inspiration segments, which, uh, you know, a minute and a half, three minutes with a tip at the, be- at the end and, and an inspirational quote in the beginning and really getting that message around leadership and for you around speaking out in a way that they can see you, they can see your authenticity, they can see your vulnerability. And I, I think that's really, really powerful, even for someone who, oh, not more than three years ago said, um, by the way, I don't do video, I don't do TV, and I definitely do not do radio, and look at where I am today. Right? Look at you. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, I said that was awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, Julia, um, would you share with the audience, please, the free gift that you are offering through this show? Yes. And, you know, this is great because this is actually the very thing that I go out and teach when I'm doing my 20, 30-minute presentations at networking events. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so powerful. I had a realtor, this very gift that I'm going to tell everybody about. I did a presentation, and there was a realtor that filled out that the form that it's called how to say what you do in 10 words or less because that's a big deal when you're out networking and you only have a few minutes to stand up. You have a few things to say. So I help them say what they do in 10 words or less and then you'll answer a couple more questions. You'll see what I mean when you fill out that form. So the gift is very powerful. This realtor said this one simple exercise completely transformed my marketing. And she said, I went back from that lunch presentation. She actually did a video testimonial for me, which is another great thing to use video for. She did this on video for me because she said, I went back immediately to my office and I created this marketing piece around this one statement that we did. And she was, uh, she's the realtors having me come speak for her group. And then the other realtor found out now I'm going to speak for her group. So this powerful statement is really, really effective when somebody walks up to you and says, what do you do? It's a way to say what you do, who you serve, the results they can get in just 10 words. And then the goal is after you say that, for the other person to say, wow, how do you do that? Or, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. Or I know somebody who needs that. So that's the reason for this gift. It's really powerful. And it's a video. You'll, when, the, when your audience opts in for the gift, there's a video and a PDF that they print and they can fill it out. And the video of me actually teaching in a live setting, but walking through how to do it. So it's a really cool gift. It's transformational for so many people. Yeah, I would so agree. I Years ago, when you um, offered it at a, a session that I was with with you, I filled it out, and it was. It was extremely powerful, and I'm actually going to do it again um, as, you know, <laughs> situation has changed and this kind of thing, and, and just to get a slightly different 
take on it um, as I look at the people that I'm working with. So I, I, I found it very valuable, and I know you and the audience will find it extremely valuable to, to put that together and make it a really powerful statement that you can share with your target market, you can share with your team, um, you can share with the, your family, for that matter, so that they know what you're yeah. doing as well. Um, so, Julia, yeah, if you I had say, yeah. just... Can I say something about that sure. Linda, really Sorry. quickly? Yeah. Just to give everybody a little example of what I mean when I say 10 words or less, you know, uh, you, you fill this out and you do it once and then you can mix it up and, and say it several different ways with the same results. For example, I say, I help women make money speaking. I help women, so you know who my audience is. What do I help them do? I help them make money speaking. Wow, people say, how do you do that? Or I can say, I help women use speaking to grow their business. Or I help women market themselves through speaking. Or I help women market themselves speaking on video. So there's a lot of different ways I can say what I do in 10 words or less that it all means the same thing. It all is very easy for somebody to understand. There's no question what it is I'm doing. And that's the power of the 10-word statement. Just writing it as many ways as you can and doing it in a way that's very natural. The, the biggest example I give is when I ask, sometimes in my classes I'll ask a, a participant, I'll say, hey, uh, get up on stage and tell us about the first car you ever had. Give me all the details. And they jump up and they can tell you everything about their car. And then you'll ask them about their business and they'll stumble around. And I say, once you know your business as well as you know your first car, you will never stumble again. And that's how it is with this statement. Oh, I think that's so very true. It's knowing what you offer and to whom you're offering it. And to be able to distill it down into 10 words that, you know, there, there may be many 10 words that describe what you do, just like you just talked about. Um, but it's that 10 words that, uh, in essence, can bring an easy yes or a quick question about, well, tell me how you do that. That sounds awesome. I really would be interested, but tell me how. And then you can go into more detail um, or have them get on a call or um, a free webinar or whatever it is would be your next step. So one last tip before we close, Julia. Final tip is, if you're in business, if you're an entrepreneur, a team builder, you want to be, just have on your vision board everywhere, you need visibility. Visibility, visibility, visibility. Whether you're out at a lot of networking events, or you're speaking, or you're on YouTube, or you're on Facebook Live, you want to be visible. That's the number one tip, and I'm going to squeeze one in there too, which is, and you have to have a clear message. You cannot be, you know, a confused mind says no. So if your message is murky or mixed or you're doing a bunch of things and they don't all make sense together, people are not going to follow you. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to step forward. So visibility and clarity of message are the two most important things for you as a business builder. That's perfect. And I have one last statement. Fame plus visibility equals money. And on that note, I'm going to close for today, and we'll see you next Monday at 10 a.m. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.